Have you ever been in that situation where you go, well, I didn't know what I didn't know? Well, today I'm here to make sure you never have to say that when it comes to podcasting. And we're going to make sure your show is never, ever hijacked. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I help you plan, launch, grow, and monetize your show. Today, I'm going to give you some insights, especially in the planning and growing area. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you don't have a podcast or if you're looking to grow yours, be sure to use the coupon code SOPFREE when you sign up to save 20%. And I always like to start off the show with the Because of My Podcast story. And I actually dug one out of the archives. This is one of my favorite podcasts. If you are an American citizen, you should be listening to Congressional Dish. Jen Briney actually used to read all of the bills that go through Congress, and Congress doesn't even do that, but she now picks the ones that she feels actually are important, and well, because of her podcast, check this out. Now, this is from 2019, so this has already happened, but kind of in honor of National Women's Month, I thought, you know what, I should pull out some female because of my podcast stories, and I realized last week we heard one from Paul Culligan, who is not a female. And I was like, oh, I should be looking for female stuff. So I'll be talking about that a little later. But here is what Jen announced back in 2019 about the show Congressional Dish. And I have one more bit of exciting news. And, you know, this just fell into my lap, (laughs) like, in the last 24 hours. But I am so excited to tell you that I am going to be interviewed about this podcast on C-SPAN on August 9th on Washington Journal, which I never even dreamed that this could be possible. And so I am so excited. And so I'm going to fly to DC to do the interview. And they said that I will be able to take viewer calls, which is so amazing because I've been responding to the C-SPAN crazies for years, just like, you know, talking to the television in my living room where no one can hear me. But now I get to do it for real. (laughs) I seriously could not be more excited. There is nothing that this podcast has brought into my life that I am more excited about than to be on C-SPAN. And if you can answer that question, because of my podcast, blank, where that blank is something that, well, wouldn't have happened except you had a podcast. And I'm definitely saying ladies. Now, obviously, I love to hear all because of my podcast stories, but when I went looking for stories from my female listeners, it dawned on me that, A, this show definitely swings more male. But if you are a female can answer that question, I would love to hear it. And that brings me to my next subject, which is something my friend Elsie Escobar is doing. She's calling it Claim Pod Parody. If you look for the hashtag Claim Pod Parody, and parody is P-A-R-I-T-Y, she's trying to bring all the women together. She's part of She Podcasts, and she's trying to bring all the women together to really collaborate together, and it's a movement to bring your voices out from the shadows. And in listening to her podcast, they were talking about how females, now first of all, you are listening to a middle-aged white dude who will be 
admit that, look, I am culturally deaf at times because I was not raised in a very culturally diverse environment. I'm doing my best to, to kind of try and catch up. When I was listening to She Podcast, that's a show that Elsie does with Jessica Kufferman, I heard again where it's somewhat common knowledge that women have just been pushed to the back as they're like growing up. They're just kind of, it's like a talk that maybe your mom would have, I guess, to just go, no, no, just stay in the background. And I was like, wow, that's horrible to hear. Because again, I didn't hear that. And if I don't hear it and I don't see it, I am deaf to it. And so I'm here to say, no, 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 your voices are important. You need to be heard. You have something to say. I guarantee it. So when I give you the microphone and say, hey, share it because of my podcast story, or I do the question of the month, everyone, please come out of the shadows. Your voices are important. And I enjoy hearing everyone. This Saturday was so cool. I had somebody, I do a live show called Ask the Podcast Coach and Bjorn called in from Norway, I think it was. It was so cool. And you forget sometimes that podcasting is global. And we have all sorts of people from all sorts of countries and cultures. And for me, as much as I understand why some cultures will separate from each other, like we just want to do this and talk about our thing, I get that. I also want to learn from these cultures because I think we all can learn from each other. So don't step back. Step up to the microphone and let your voice be heard. I mentioned that last week I was down in Nashville, Tennessee at the National Religious Broadcasters event as well as the Spark Media Christian Podcast Conference, but especially at the National Religious Broadcasters. So you have a lot of radio stations. You have a lot of YouTube channels. You have TV stations. It is broadcasters. And I kept hearing phrases that kind of made me worried. Phrases like, oh, I had some friend or I had some temp or some web guy. Or in some cases, I'd even hear, oh, no, we hired a professional service to set up my podcast. And then in talking with them, I learned that almost every setup was wrong. And I'll explain what wrong is here in a second. But I want to make sure that you understand that there are certain consequences so you can do things and be educated. I mean, we've all been in that situation where we didn't know what we didn't know. I mean, my very first, can we put up quotation marks for this computer? I bought at a store that no longer exists and I just knew I could get on the internet using Prodigy. There's a phrase I haven't used in forever, and it did not have a hard drive. It just had a floppy drive. You'd put a, a floppy in, you'd fire it up, and it would go to the internet, or you'd you know you could type up a word document or or some sort of text document, but it didn't have a hard drive because I didn't know that hey, if you want to save something bigger than whatever 720 kilobytes on a floppy disk you're going to need a hard drive. And it was set up to the point where you could add one later, but it was horrible. And I basically wasted my money. We've all been in that. Oh, I I didn't know that computers had hard drives. I just knew I wanted to get on the internet. So my mom could yell at me and go, I need to use the phone. That was always fun. And so let me use another analogy 
uh, as I explain this and bring it into podcasting, when you pull up Netflix on a device, so whether that's a TV or your phone or a tablet or whatever, the menu is not in your device. Your device is reflecting what is on a server somewhere owned by Netflix, right? Netflix is not in your phone. It, your phone is a reflection of whatever, you know, the the Netflix central is. And when you listen to the radio, the music is not in your device. It's somewhere being streamed. You're just, the app has enough of a skeleton to contact all the real data and pull it down in chunks to your device. So with this in mind, you do not upload things to Apple, Google, Spotify, all the different apps. There's nothing in them but a database of where your media host is. So if you want to change something in Apple or Google or any of those, Spotify, you change it in whoever you're using for a media host. So this could be Libsyn, it could be Captivate, Blueberry, whoever you are using. Full disclosure, I work for Libsyn. Use the coupon code SOPFREE to get a free month. But when you change it in your media host, the apps reflect whatever's in your media host, usually within 24 hours. And so I'll put a link in the show notes out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 819 to a video. It's a free video. I don't even need your email address. That just explains the mechanics of podcasting. So let's get to the part where you go, oh, I didn't know that. And that is in Apple Podcasts, in Spotify, and in Stitcher, there are additional stats. So whoever you're using for a media host, you have your download stats and you can see what country your listeners uh, live in and you can see what apps they use and if they listen on a website, et cetera, et cetera. But they don't show you how far people are listening. In Google Podcasts, you can see how many people have subscribed to your show. And in Apple and Stitcher, they show you how far people listen. In fact, Apple and I believe Google does this as well. You can actually go to the episode, and if you see like a dip, you can click your mouse there and go, what did I say here that tuned everybody out? But if you've started off a podcast and you said, hey, it's going to be the Dave Jackson Power Hour, and you see that everybody kind of like drops off after about 45 minutes, maybe I should call it the Dave Jackson uh a freaky 45 minutes or something. I don't know, whatever. You get the idea. Uh, I'm not going to do a busy mom show that's 20 minutes long because busy moms don't have 20 minutes to listen to a podcast. That is information that is pretty handy. Now, there is a downside to it. Like when you look at the Apple data, it's only your audience that uses Apple Podcasts. So if I'm doing a podcast that's primarily aimed at Europeans, Europeans, 70 plus percent of Europeans use an Android phone. Attention all Americans, Europeans use Android phones. Do not just promote your Apple links. It's kind of almost rude in a way when you know that Europe uses 70 plus percent of Android phones. That's it. So those are handy tools to use. And here's what happens. When you let somebody, can we put up uh, quotation marks here in a second, submit your show for you. 
oh, my web guy, my college intern, not that these people are bad people by any means, but in some cases, they don't know what they don't know. They just, oh, I've been podcasting for two months. I'm going to start charging people because I know how to set up a podcast. But what they don't know is that when somebody submits your show for you, then you no longer have access to those stats because they don't own your show. We'll talk about that in a second, but they do. They are now the gatekeeper of these additional stats. So don't let someone else submit your show in quotation marks here for you because you lose access to those stats. And if you're a podcast consultant, again, potentially in quotation marks, don't do that. That's bad practice. You are getting between the podcaster, your client, and their audience and their stats. And if that's how you're going to keep your job, you are caca a poo poo. That's not cool. That's not ethical in my book. Now, that's just my opinion. And I'm not saying you have to do it like me, but if I was the customer, I wouldn't have to always be tied to some person because they're the person that signed it up. And now if I make them mad, they can delete my show out of Apple Podcasts, which also deletes you out of a whole bunch of other shows. You, you, you want to control your show. So keep that in mind. And when I talk about, oh, you have to submit your show to Apple Podcasts, you copy and paste. That's it. You copy and paste. And what your consultant should be doing is getting on Zoom, having you share your screen. And when you do this, have your feed ready or they can give it for you. Have your description and have your artwork. And they can, this is what I do. I just talk to people. I'm like, okay, that thing here, copy that and paste it in that field. Great. All right, now click there and upload your image. Got it? Good. Okay, now copy and paste your description. Okay, let's pick the category. Yeah, that's, I know none of the categories are close, but click the closest one. All right, and now click save. All right, that's done. That's literally how long it takes. Don't let people do that because you don't know, but now you do, that there are additional stats. And here's the cool thing about Apple Podcasts. If you're like, well, my, uh, you know, intern, is going to tell me about the stats so they need access. Here's the cool thing about Apple Podcasts is you sign up for Apple Podcasts and then you can assign them into your Apple Podcasts account, but you still own it. You're not reliant on them. They are reliant on you and that's the way it should be. I've talked about this one before, but when choosing a media host, you want to make sure that in the event you decide to leave that media host, that you can take your audience with you. The tool that enables you to do that, the technical term is called a 301 redirect. Most of us just say, hey, can I redirect the audience if I leave? And right now, the one that stands out that I hear people starting to use is Kajabi. Now, Kajabi is a marketing, sales, uh, they do all sorts of stuff. They are definitely a jack-of-all-trades. And when it comes to marketing and stuff, you're going to pay a little more, but it's all under one roof. But they added podcasting, and they're missing a lot of stuff like IAB certification and mainly 
the ability to redirect. So if you go, hey, wow, this Kajabi thing, yeah, it's a podcast and they give me tools to get into Apple, but there are a lot of features I wish I had and I don't. You can't leave and bring your audience with you. What you end up doing in case you ever get stuck in this situation is you put out one episode on Kajabi that says, hey, if you're listening to this, you need to unsubscribe from my show, go to this website and resubscribe. It's quite the pain and you're going to lose a ton of your audience when you do that. Whereas if you redirect, you might lose a a, a fraction, you know, a, a thin scrape of the top layer. And that's only for those people that really don't listen to your show anymore. So make sure that if whoever you pick, I recommend Libsyn, there's Captivate, there's Blueberry. You know, those are probably my my top three. Buzzsprout is in there. They're okay. And we're going to talk about those features in a future episode. I'm going to do some comparisons of that when it comes to dynamic content. And But that's in another episode that's coming in the future. And, of course, schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast for free and uh, never miss an episode. But we are going to talk about some things in media hosts. And again, when you sign up for whoever your media host is and the answer to the question, when do I sign up for a media host when you have media that needs hosting? So when you first start a podcast, you're still picking your your microphones and you haven't really recorded anything yet that you're ready to keep and you don't need a media host. You don't have anything yet that you're ready to put out to the public. So when you're ready to go public with your podcast, that's when you sign up for a media host. And here's the key. That last sentence is what you need to do. You sign up for the media host. This way it's your credit card and you own the account, which means you own the show. And so if you've come to the point where you start to have a team, you have an editor, you have whatever, and you need to add team members with Blueberry as Blueberry really uses the PowerPress plugin for WordPress, although it does work without it. But when you're using WordPress, you can add a user to WordPress who could then upload your files to uh, Blueberry and you could set what levels of access they have. Simplecast makes it easy to add a, another user. So we'll just say editor. Let's just say editor in this case. Castos makes it easy to add a non-admin person. Captivate actually has a very robust system for adding additional team members. And Libsyn has multi-level support for their Libsyn Pro service, which is a whole other thing that we'll be talking about again in a future episode. If you want another person on your account and you have what I'm just going to call regular Libsyn, you need to contact their support team. The bottom line is you don't want anyone between you and your podcast and you and your audience. And as someone who works in support, I see things go bad, not a lot, but on a on a consistent basis, like maybe once every two months or so, I will either hear or working at Libsyn, I will see it. And I always say to have that awkward conversation with your co-host and make sure everyone knows who owns the show, who owns the content, what happens if there's an issue, uh, and basically have everyone sign it. This way, if someone goes left to center, 
when you take them to court, because, well, in some cases that word ends up, you have proof of who owns the show. And it's awkward and it's weird. But I always say, have that 15, 20 minute awkward conversation. And once that's done, everybody knows what's ex- you know expected. And you can go back to having fun and creating a podcast. Now, another thing that you can look into when we talk about adding people to accounts. So let's say you're using some media host or some service or whatever, and they don't have any kind of way to add people to your account. I use LastPass to manage all my passwords. And LastPass has a way that you can go in and say, hey, here is this website. Here's my login name and password. And then share it with somebody. And they will never see your login name and password. They just know that when they go to that account, they can have LastPass automatically fill in the login name and password without seeing it. So you're giving them access without actually giving them access. And then if for some reason your editor turns into a butthead, you can just go into LastPass and remove them and they can't get into your account. So that's another tool when it comes to making sure your podcast is not hijacked. And one more thing I want to add to this topic is always keep a copy of your finished episodes. This way, in a worst case scenario, if Ernie and Bert do a show and Bert just loses it, goes in, logs in, deletes everything, you still have a copy of your show. And so I say that I am recording into Hindenburg right now, and they have a feature that if I wanted to, I could click publish and have it go directly to Libsyn. It could go directly to a number of different media hosts. But the problem with that, and it's not really a problem, I just, again, want you to be aware that if I only publish to Libsyn, and never save a copy to my hard drive in the event later I decide, well, I did this show for four years, I'm done, and you close your Libsyn account, you close your Captivate, you close whatever it is, well, those files will eventually be deleted. And if you go back you know, later to Libsyn and go, hey, I had a show here about four years ago, can I get a copy of my files? They're going to go, yeah, we deleted those years ago. And that's pretty much the case for all media hosts. So Keep a copy of it, and then you can always throw it into something like Dropbox or whatever if you don't want to take up room. And that's where, for me, if you're worried about space, keep a copy of the finished MP3 file, not so much the WAV file. I keep the WAV file so that if I ever need to go back and edit things, you know, and plus hard drives are super cheap. I just bought a four terabyte hard drive for 59 bucks. So storage is not really an issue Uh, depending on your situation. But those are some things that hopefully, well, you can't say, I didn't know that anymore. You know that Spotify, Apple, and Google have additional stats, and you want to make sure you have access to that. You know that whoever you use for your hosting, they better have a 301 redirect in place because otherwise you're going to get stuck, and that hosting company is going to hold your audience kind of hostage, whether they mean to or not. In many cases, they just, they didn't know what they didn't know. And when it comes to working with a consultant or an editor, have them walk you through setting up any kind of hosting or directories or anything like that. If they want to do it in the future, fine, but make sure you do it first. So it's your login name and password. It's your credit card. 
otherwise. And, and this is another one. I, I'm not saying that these editors are evil, but we had a, a editor that was in the hospital for weeks with some sort of COVID or whatever it was. But if your editor gets hit by a bus and you have no access to your account, you're kind of screwed because whoever the hosting company is, is going to go, yeah, you need to validate that you're the owner. Can you provide the last four digits of the credit card on file? And if you can't, that puts them in a very, very awkward position. So that's another reason why you want to make sure that nobody is between you and your audience and you and the tools that you use to create your podcast. And of course, if you need someone to walk you through that, I'm more than willing. I just said, this is how I do it for people. And so if you're like, hey, I'm trying to get this podcast set up. Dave, how do I do this? I want you to walk me through it. I can definitely do that. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. I would love to hear from you. I always like to spotlight members of the School of Podcasting, so check out this promo from Heather and her brother. If you are familiar with the concept of sibling rivalry. If you're into game night and the memories it evokes. But most of all, if you're just tired to crap of hearing about politics. Then do we have the podcast for you. The Politics Free Podcast. To listen to the Politics Free Podcast... Visit our website for a list of podcast players, thepoliticsfreepodcast.com slash subscribe. Hey, I do want to thank you so much for listening. If you know somebody who's thinking of starting a podcast, and of course, when you hear podcasting, think school of podcasting, but send this over to them and go, hey, listen to this so you don't accidentally end up with a hijacked podcast. I would deeply appreciate that. And of course, if you want to start your podcast, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start and use the coupon code listener. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. And I will be in LA next week. And I say this because you will definitely get a show out on Monday, but it might be just a tad late, just a little late. That's okay. So don't worry. I'm fine. I just, uh, I get home at something weird, like three in the morning, Sunday night or something like that. And usually by that time, I've already pushed it out. So just to let you know, I might be just a, a tad tardy. So Glenn, you'll have to shower without me, buddy. That sounds weird saying. Thank you so much. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Dismissed.